When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's happening, guys? Welcome to the Dynasty War Zone, the People's Dynasty Podcast. On today's show, we're going to do a little stock up, stock down for Dynasty. And I'll tell you who stocks always up because he stands on business. It is my co host, Mr. Jerry Sinclair, better known as the man of the hour and the man with the power. Jerry, man, welcome back. Randall, it is wonderful to be here. I was in Michigan, so I could not be here last week. Uh, could have tried to done it, tried to have done it from the hotel, but it would have just been a disaster. Uh, I am thankful to be back here with you, my friend. How was your week without me? Oh, it was good. Good. Producer Kevin jumped in. Uh, normally, he's on the back side of the glass, turning switches, dials, doing the YouTube stuff, but uh, he jumped out on behind the microphone. He went from behind the glass to behind the mic. Jumped on with me. I think he did a tremendous job in your stead, but uh, we're glad you're back. We're glad that you got to go spend time with your family. Now, for those listeners that weren't privy to the phone call between Jerry and I, I said, uh, hey, dude, are you going to be able to to make this podcast? And here, here's what I got. Questions? Uh, just kidding. Thank you. Fuck you. Bye. That was exactly what Jerry left of my voicemail. But Jerry, I'm glad you got to go back from Iowa to Michigan, got to see your family, got to see your wife's family. You got a break from the real job, and uh, we're ready to talk some fantasy football. Yeah, sir. Could use it, too. So much running around this week. Yeah, you had to live through a, a, a Lions loss. The Packers look better. Um, we'll get into all of that. Just want to take a quick second to remind you that you can find the Dynasty War Zone on the Player Profiler YouTube channel, as well as the Dynasty Warzone YouTube channel. Same with the podcast for you audio subscribers. You can find it on our feed. You can find it on the Player Profiler feed. We would really super appreciate if you subscribed to both feeds. So we're going to jump right into the body of the show. Let's get one commercial out of the way real quick, and uh, we'll jump into the Stock Up, Stock Down. This episode brought to you by Mojo. Mojo is that player stock market. We love Mojo because we like making lifetime bets on players. You run out the clock on these guys. Mojo just rolled out a brand new fantasy platform. That's right. So now you can build a portfolio of player props. Oh, Jamar Chase over 77.5. Oh, Kadarius Tony under 15.5. Whatever the under is on Kadarius Tony, doesn't matter. You can just stack up the props in your portfolio. And the beauty is, once the Sunday games kick off, it's not over. It's not over until it's over with Mojo because once those games kick off, you can then move in and out of positions. Let's say that you're well ahead of expectations. You can cash out. Let's say you're behind expectations. You're underwater. Well, you can double down. That's what makes Mojo so special, why they're different. Check it out. 
Go to the App Store, get the Mojo app, and use the promo code UNDERWORLD. The promo code UNDERWORLD gets you a 100% deposit match up to 100 bucks. So the promo code is UNDERWORLD, and they will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Go to Mojo, start building your portfolio, and then during the games, you can be a fantasy day trader. I'm I'm not saying that our stock up stock down show was the genesis behind Mojo and the Mojo app and treating Dynasty and Devi assets like stock. I'm not saying that we created that, but I'm not saying we didn't either. Uh, one last shameless plug: got to remind words. Remember to remind you to check out First Class Fantasy with my buddies Theo and Billy. That's Theo Griminger and Billy Muzio. Uh, two of the head honchos over at Player Profiler. Be sure to tell them Jerry and I sent you. And if you like the show, remind them that Jerry and I sent you. And if you don't like the show, don't say a damn word. Not a single word. All right, Jerry, you ready to do some good people, bad tweets? I would be so happy to. Now, this is a good people with good tweets. This is not a bad tweet. This is a good tweet. It was my boy, Ray Garvin. At Ray, at Ray GQ on Twitter, and Ray tweeted, traditional dynasty rankings in today's game mean so little because so few players actually matter from a production standpoint. Value and community perception is king and far more important. Getting the rest of this here, it's day trading. What can you do for me this week? The hell with two years from now. So I saw this. I will tell you my reaction, Jerry, because my reaction was pretty simple. I thought Ray's tweet was very spot on. My reaction to this was dynasty rankings mean so little because people overvalue them in the offseason and completely disregard them in the regular season. Kyron Williams in May, to use a Jerry term, not worth a wet sock because, well, rankings. Kyron Williams in December, while he's balling out, Six firsts, a pony, and your firstborn child because points. That's why, and, and I'm not saying it to like get out of it because we're we're lazy. Yeah, that could be part of it, but it's because I don't find super tons of value in rankings. And, and I, I'm doing something different. I'll explain here in a second, but I'm gonna throw it back to you. What are your thoughts when when you hear Ray talking about rankings and how little he thinks they mean? Because I agree with him. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you too. It just, it, I, I think the the day trading is probably the biggest thing because perception is the absolute motivator and driver of what value is, and that changes on a dime. So I can dig it. Points will always influence value. Off season, you know, rankings will always make everybody go nuts. It's just what happens. It, 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 and and. While it's not beneficial, I understand why people love rankings and they eat them up every single time. But I think you're right, Randy. It's just they're they are they're a drug that don't do us any good, but yet we still keep going after them. Well, I'll I'll throw props to Player Profiler. I know they update them at least every other week, if not every single week. Which, in and of itself, is a chore. It just goes to show you. And, and and it's not like Matt doesn't take care of people for doing rankings either. You know, it's it, it's work and, and there's value in it. But like in season, it fluctuates so much that 
And then you got to do them like as soon as the season's over, right? You got to do rankings. At least if you do rankings, you got to do dynasty rankings. And then all of a sudden, so the season ends like let's say Valentine's Day. The Super Bowl is right around Valentine's Day now, right? You got to make sure no one gets injured, blah, blah, blah. Then that the, those back two weeks of February, you got to do your rankings. Well, then right around St. Patrick's Day, the middle of March is free agency. And that skews all the rankings. So then you got to redo all your rankings, right? Because then you know, things happen. Then what's in the next month? April. Oh, yeah, it's the NFL draft. That skews your rankings. And then you get into your summer. Then you get camp battles. Skews your rankings. Rankings for me, I think, are just a part of a formula that allows trade calculators and trade analyzers to work. For me, it's it's I'm working on something for our patrons. It's going to be a podcast this week, hopefully this week, but about how to build dynasties in this modern games world. Because the way that you and I, when we started this program six years ago, the way that you built then is not the way that you played now. And it can't be. The game has evolved. The players in the game have evolved. The content in the space has evolved. And if you don't evolve with it, like it's like the NFL. You can't play the same game you played in 2017. And I'll tell you, do not be surprised with so many teams running that too high safety look to neutralize the passing game. Don't be surprised if in the next year or two, we don't see a really big running back renaissance from a fantasy and a dynasty standpoint. Just don't be surprised at all. Everything's cyclical. Everything moves. And that's something I'm working on for our patrons over at patreon.com forward slash dynasty war zone. I just, shameless plug, I worked it in because it, it works in with the tweet. But I thought this was a good tweet. And Ray's obviously a great dude. So I thought, what a better time to to have the conversation than now. True. All right. So I, I we're not going to give Ray Dana White. We would never give Ray Dana White. So, you know, um, th- th- this is what I'm thinking for this one because it, it, it describes me and now Jerry's using it. I'm hurt and I'm old and I'm fucking tired and I work with fucking children. Does that work for you? Love that quote. It's 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 motto what? of my life. It, it, it Well, it becomes the motto of your life. So luckily, no big major injuries this week. Nothing that's going to shut anybody down. Um, we will get Dr. Kyle on somewhere between now and the end of the season. Maybe instead of doing a stock report, because the stock report gets a little redundant week in, week out for you, the listener, and for us as the hosts. So maybe between now and the end of the season, because we're two-thirds of the way through the regular season. As crazy, as crazy as that is to say, you know, week 12 is done. We got six weeks to go. So crazy as it is, we got a third of the season left to go. We'll get Dr. Kyle on here. Uh, he's our board certified uh, doctor of physical therapy. He helps us cover the injuries and we'll get him on to talk more injuries with us. But with that, all that being said, Jerry, let's get into uh, some stock up, stock down. Cool. Let's do it. All right, man. So your Lions hosted the Green Bay Packers. And for me, it's, 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 I don't want to say stock up on Jordan Love, but I'm thinking Jordan Love is a buy. He's playing better. He scored more fantasy points. And listen, you know, people will say, well, his mechanics are this and his judgment is that. And a lot of people in this dynasty space pretend like they're the X's and O's guru. They're the, the 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 talent evaluating guru. They're film group gurus. They're not. And, and I don't pretend to be either. What I care about is fantasy points. Who scores them? Is it sustainable? Is it repeatable? 
And I tell you, you know, there's been some peaks and valleys in in Jordan Love, but I think he's fine. He's QB1 right now. He's the QB9 on the season. He's scored more points on the season than Tua, and he's had his bye. And to think about it, he doesn't have Tyreek Hill or Jalen Waddell or those running backs. He's got hurt Aaron Jones, who's missed as many games as he's played. Christian Watson's fluctuated. He's got Jerry's college alumni brother in, in Jaden Reed. He's got all these young guys. I think Jordan Love's looked pretty solid. I mean, I don't want to go crazy, but there's worse you could do than Jordan Love. He has pooped his pants from from time to time. Your starter this would. Uh, 100%. And that's my point, though, is because of those times that he has pooped his pants and he has had the one of the weirdest careers that we've seen sort of in modern football where he had to wait for multiple years, which is just something we don't see. People are not in love with the man. And so his value is sort of stayed dipped down. He played well. I mean, he had a a 30 some yard rush. Plus he had the three touchdowns. I have just come to terms with the fact that sports will never give me enjoyment. And I have somehow upset the football gods and they can just not let me have nice things because I hated that game with everything in me. The hype was all there. We were finally going to have some joy on a Thanksgiving and the Lions couldn't do that to me. Well, Jared Goff couldn't do that to me. Now he ended up getting it close and he played okay minus the fumbles, but bro, you got to hold on to the ball, but I'm with you. Jordan love is a value and absolutely someone you should try to acquire. He's not going to win you championships but when you've got how many quarterbacks have we seen go down this year Andy a ton and if if you had him as QB3 or QB4 and you're plugging him in and you're getting QB1 production what do I mean what are we talking about you want that insulation that's exactly how you can maintain your record so you can get into the playoffs and try to win the damn thing Well, you said he kind of pooped his pants. How many single digit games has he had this year how many games has he had less than 10 points I probably the first game of the Lions, and I don't know entirely. One, one. He had one single digit game in week five. Since the bye, he's been 15, 14, 14, 16, 21, 27. Vanilla ice cream. He, he, but here's currently on the season, he's the QB 10 overall. Now, mind you, again, Burrow's hurt, but Burrow wasn't ahead of him before the injury. Right. Kirk Cousins would have been ahead of him. You know, there's a couple of uh, Aaron Rodgers sure. may have, may have been sure. But but here's the over here's the larger point to take away. He is a guy that you can get for back end QB2 prices that clearly is giving you QB1 upside. And what yep. is this offense going to look like in in year 2 under Jordan Love when Jaden Reed's not a rookie? He's in year 2. Christian Watson hopefully for once can stay healthy coming into camp. You know, I got Romeo Dubes, the new Chris Carter. All he does is catch touchdowns. Second year for Luke Musgrave. They can maybe in free agency or the draft get a running back. I think there's more to like in the Packers offense than people realize. And I I, I agree. I think he's a a great QB, too, that could really help a contender if if, if someone's uh, looking. Let's go Cowboys hosting the Commandos. Didn't have a lot, but like if you were the guy who accidentally drafted Brian Robinson instead yeah. of Bijan Robinson, you're not I'm sad. Nah. You're not sad. My, my only concern with everyone in Washington is what does this what does this look like next year? 
because they're under new ownership. They didn't, they, they, they came in so late into the offseason before the regular season started. Um, it's the same guy that owns the 76ers. They're not going to jumble anything up. They've already fired Jack Del Rio. Ron Rivera is one of the odds on favorites to be the next head coach fired, which what does that do with, um, oh my goodness, the guy who came over from the Chiefs? Um, as, as the, the offense, yeah, uh, Eric Bienemy, what does that do with the offense? Because Bienemy and whether or not he's there has a tremendous impact on Brian Robinson and Sam Howell and a lot of these guys. So I didn't really have anything, but Brian Robinson has been a revelation if you've needed running back depth in 2023. What about you, Jerry? You have anything else in that game? No, I, I think that's pretty fair. I mean, Dak's been on an absolute terror but it seems like he does that every single year there's there's like a three or a four week period every single season where he's just an animal and then you watch him for another month and he looks like a child by the way jerry and i the dynasty war zone has always been a very pro dak prescott shop very very pro dak here again it's it's great that other services and rankings going back to that that you know they love the sizzle of the Justin Fields and those guys and Tua and those and Dak is boring, you know when it comes to my investments, give me IBM, give me Amazon, give me Apple. I know it's boring. I know they're established. I know you want quickgimmick.com and you know you want to ride that. What cool? You invest in Bitcoin. I'll invest in Apple and and. And we'll just see where we go long term. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to say Brian Robinson, RB5 on the season. RB5 on the season, a little misleading because he's not had his buy. So that's going to shake out a little bit. But if I told you coming into the season that Brian Robinson was going to have a top five running back season, you would have thought I was full of shit. Correct. But, and, and I'm not saying I'm not, but uh, you also would have thought I was full of shit if uh, – you thought the Seahawks had any chance of beating the 49ers on Sunday yeah. night football. And, and for me, it's like stock down on JSN. I've got a trivia question for you with JSN. That's yep. Jackson Smith and Jigba for, for you, uh, for you uh, non-acronym uh, people, non-initials people. How many games over 65 yards does JSN have this year? I would say three. Um, close. Subtract three, and that's your answer. Wow, is it really? Zero. Zero games over 65 yards. He's had two games over 60 yards. Two touchdowns. Again, I'm not ready to lump him in the Quentin Johnston bust-a-rama. By the way, we'll talk about Quentin Johnston later. I've got some stats that'll curl your hair. Uh, Not really ready to go there. I think part of his issue is a byproduct of the offense in general. I mean, you you as a dynasty gamer are heavily leveraged with with DK Metcalf. You're a big DK Metcalf guy. He's not been horrible, but he's not been what you thought he is. Tyler Lockett, who had always been very steady, has not been good. The only Seahawk really up until he got injured that had been really worth a damn had been Kenneth Walker. So this could really be Seattle across the board. They're struggling, but I think the fact that JSN is a rookie, he was highly drafted out of a very popular university. I don't think you need to sell, but that doesn't mean that I, I don't have concerns. I could say the exact same thing about DK Metcalf. And I say that because I do have a ton of DK Metcalf shares, but there has been nothing that he has done that has made me excited. It definitely hasn't made me win any matchups, but if I'm going to do a stock down on anybody, 
it's Zach Charbonnet because he had 18 touches for 58 yards when he was the guy. K9's not there. I get it. You're going against San Francisco, but you're going to have to do a lot better than 58 yards on 18 touches. There was a couple teams where I have Kenneth Walker and I have Charbonnet, and I was I put Kenny down and I threw Zach in and I was confident with it, and it just did not come to fruition. And that is not it. You want to be able to see that when you get the opportunity, not only does he have to deal with Kenneth Walker, but even in the outcomes when he doesn't have to play with him, he still did nothing for me. And if that is the case, why am I going to rely on him going forward? Fun fact, DK Metcalf, currently the PPR wide receiver 34, right right behind your classmate, Jaden Reed. It's been bad. And Jaden Reed over the last three games has went 19, 19, 15. And I'm, I'm just looking at – so just – What's Gino's way, contract? Let's uh, Gino is pretty much there. It's kind of like Daniel Jones. It was a two-year deal that looked like a three-year deal. Um, I think you're looking oh, yeah. at, 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 at another Gino year next year. Yeah, okay. Then I, I'm, I'm good on any of them then. I don't – Yeah. I, I think, I think I'm good on DK Metcalf and JSN for – the short term. Don't don't get me wrong. They'll have they'll have some some good weeks, but as far as reliability on a championship level playoff contending team, where where are you putting them? Eh, that's no it's thank tough. you. It's, it's, I, I, yeah, I'm good, and and I can get value out of both of them, D- and I DK, can get points too. DK Metcalf is currently a wide receiver three with weak winning upside. We know and, at any time. And, and, what, and what can I trade for him though? You know what I can that, trade? I, I, I can get a lot. I can get a lot and a hell of a lot better than wide receiver 30, whatever the hell you said. You know, I, I mean, this is the kind of move where if you're a contender and maybe whoever had Keenan Allen, Mike Evans, we're going to talk about Mike Evans in our trade corner here in just a second. Um, that's the kind of guy that if you can go offer DK Metcalf, say, hey, look, Geno's struggling. I need proven points. Give me the old guy. You take the guy going into his super prime. Can you get Keenan Allen plus for DK Metcalf? I don't know if you can during point scoring season, but if you're a good salesperson and put your salesperson hat on, maybe you could do it. Let's talk about the first ever Black Friday game. Great in concept, three o'clock Eastern time, Black Friday. Love it. It probably would have been a lot better if Aaron Rodgers hadn't been hurt, but the Dolphins were hosted by the Jets. And my stock down's Tua. Now, if I'd have told you. Well, are are you is it spicy when he scored less fantasy points than Brock Purdy, Sam Howe, Josh Dobbs, and Jordan Love on the season? With Tyreek Hill, I mean, and 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 this is what I went back. We talked about Dak just a couple of games ago, right? Going into the season, you could have got Dak plus for Tua, hundred percent, because as Ray's tweet said, perception of the community drives the value. The perception is is that Tua is better than Dak. That is false. That is a lie. That is a misnomer. He has got an offense that allows him to function at a QB1 level. He's like QB13 right now. And that'll shake out because, again, injuries. Um, Sam Howell's not had his bye. But Brock Purdy has. And Brock Purdy had a concussion and missed parts of a game. And Sam Howell, you know, he's a nobody out of nowhere. Josh Dobbs, he may get benched this week. And these are literally the guys scoring more fantasy points. And that's what it's all about, scoring fantasy points. 
but the perception drives the value for me. I'm not letting that happen. I think Tua stocks down. I'm fine with you having him as like the RB12 in a startup, but I don't, I mean, I don't want him as my QB1. Fuck out of here. I mean, no, you'd be thrilled if he was your two for sure. Uh, is Tyreek Hill the 101 in redrafts next year? No, because it, it never repeats. Like see, Cooper Cup didn't, didn't repeat. I mean, Stephon Diggs. Ty, Ty, I mean, honestly, Tyreek Hill, Justin Jefferson, ar- arguably has been better than what Antonio Brown was in his his prime. He, and Antonio Brown pace. was an animal. He's he's on a pace right now. He is. Um, give me one second. I'll, I'll pull this up. If you go all players, uh, the only person this season to score more fantasy points than him is Josh Allen. Here's the top five: Josh Allen, Tyreek Hill, Christian McCaffrey. Jalen Hurts, Keenan Allen, and Tyreek Hill has the highest points per game. This is in full point PPR and basic QB scoring, four points per passing touchdown. Tyreek Hill is averaging 25.5 points a game. This dude has 1,300 yards and 10 touchdowns in 11 games. I, I, I said, I said, he's uh, an animal. Well, you weren't here last week, but I jumped on, not this week, but last week on First Class Fantasy with. Billy Muzio and uh, Theo. And we were talking about this. It's like, if you're concerned about like Justin Jefferson, look, it's, it's week 13. If you're trying to win a championship and, and you can get like multiple picks, like a first and a second and Tyreek Hill for, for Jamar Chase. Okay. I need 25 and a half points a game. Yeah. I think T- I think Tyreek Hill is going to play another two, three years at a yep. high level. I'll figure something out with that first you're going to give me back. I'll just figure it out because we're in this. Again, this goes back to the rankings. We're in point scoring season. And don't jump in the the, the, the comments on YouTube or, or put a review in. How could you talk about trading Tyree, you know, for Jamar? Ch- and like, listen, this is what it is in 2023. Could you have done that five years ago? No. Different world, baby. We got to play by the rules we're given. True. All right, let's do one 1 p.m. game, and then we'll talk trade between you and myself. The Jaguars uh, went to went to Houston, got a couple of calls, and we've mentioned this guy once already, but stock up Tank Dell. He is the wide receiver two overall out of the rookie class. And this question was asked on Twitter the other day, would you rather have Pua, uh, Puka Nakua or Tank Dell? So I'll ask the question to you, Jerry. Would you rather have Puka or Tank? Tank Dell. I'm not. I'm not even thinking a second about it times. because he's got CJ Stroud, and with what CJ Stroud is doing versus whatever the hell the Rams are going to do, I get old and busted and often broken Matthew Stafford. No, yeah, I'll take Tank Dell. A hundred percent. And then this was directly from our Patreon group chat. Second time you've heard about the Patreon, and you're probably thinking to yourself, self, they're doing all these great podcasts for their patrons, and, and, and they're engaging like this in their group chat, and it's only five bucks a month. I know it's it's almost like it's free, but we we were we were talking about this the other day. I was like, I feel like Tank Dell's actually got insulation from a dynasty value standpoint. Houston doesn't have a first. Right. The only free agent wide receiver that really would pucker my butthole would be. T. Higgins. If T. Higgins shows up in Houston, if he gets a big fat wide receiver one contract, okay. Now I'm nervous. 
But you look at the rest of the free agent class, I'm not worried about it. They're not going to use their first round pick on a wide receiver because, well, they don't have one. The, the second round wide receivers could or couldn't be a threat. I actually think taking Dell into a lesser degree, Nico Collins, from a dynasty standpoint, if you're looking just at 2024, I, I think their value is not only good, but I think it's insulated. I'm I'm with you because I don't think they're going to go after somebody like T. Higgins. Defensive minded Nico Collins. Nico Collins is a poor man's T. Higgins already. Sort of that same type of wide receiver. And he's been highly productive. He has the rapport with C.J. Stroud there. Clearly, they're confident in him because it took three years for him to be able to do a damn thing. And, and the kind of money Nico. that Higgins will want. You know, Higgins exactly. is going to want 20-plus million. You and know, Nico and Collins costs you 1.2. Exactly. And so so do you just write? So back to Tank Dell, I think that you're getting a pretty good value considering looking into the future. What's he doing now? Like right now, he's scoring 16 and a half PPR points a game. I don't know about you, but whether I'm contending or rebuilding, 16 and a half points a game always looks good in a lineup. And you look over his last handful. Here's been his last four. Since the bye, he had a 6.1, not good. But then 29.6, 18.9, 28.9, 17.2. He is clearly the favorite target of C.J. Stroud. Yeah. And it's him and it's Dalton Schultz and a little bit of Nico. I love it, Jerry. But uh, what else I love is trading. And before we hit record on this podcast, you sent me a trade in Patron 9. P9. Now, I will I will uh, talk about this from my point of view because then, then you can counter. Young, okay. G- young Gerald J. Sinclair sent me an offer of Mike Evans and his 2024 third for just my 2024 first. I am currently nine and three in patron league. This, this the, 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 seems like a lot of them. I'm like six and six. I'm the, the Indianapolis Colts for the love of God or the Buffalo Bills. Um, a lot of upside, but you offered this to me. Um, what's your situation? What is your situation with uh, the offer? Uh, so I am four and eight. I picked up this team as an orphan this off season. Uh, so it's not really my team, um, but I've won enough games with decent enough younger talent. You know, I have Dak, I have DeAndre Swift, I have Brock Purdy, I have Puka Nakua. And I look at my roster, and the big, fat, old guy that's sticking out that's scoring points right now is Mike Evans. And I look over at Randy's team, and he's, you know, you're whatever you said you were, nine and three. And I look, and you got Elijah Moore starting. You got Robert Woods in there. And I'm going, you know what? I can help this man out. And I've got a first, but not my own first. I, uh, my, whoever I took this team over did not do me any favors when I took it. So I traded, I got another first, but it's late. So I'm trying to grab Randy's, it's going to be late. So maybe I can either work around the board a little bit or at least stack a little bit of talent. Because this team's got, it's got little flashes, but it doesn't have bones. And I'm going to need some bones to build a foundation for this thing. Well, well, here's my counter, and I think it's fair. Uh, I'm going to take Never, ever fair when Randy sends you a counter. It depends. I'm going to give you Mike Evans. I'm going to, I'm sorry. I'm going to take Mike Evans and your second. And I'm going to give you that first that you so greatly covet. And I'm going to throw in a rookie wide receiver because you need young talent. And I'm going to throw in Trey Palmer. 
Because when Mike Evans leaves the Buccaneers in the end of the offseason, surprised they didn't trade him at the, tw- the, the trade deadline, to be quite honest. But uh, that, that's my offer. You're going to get that first. It's the thing in this trade that's going to be the worth the most in two months. Because Mike Evans goes back to being a 30-year-old wide receiver. True. My second is about three picks later than yours. So I'm giving up Mike Evans to move up three or four picks. Currently, my so my pick is the, one, is the one ten a little bit and help him run ten. And and you're, well, currently, the, currently, I'm trying to make it the one twelve. And, and and I do appreciate it. And um, what what else could I add? Because I really don't want to go down to a third. You don't, you don't have like a third or anything. I mean, I, I could I could throw I could throw in something else, something small, something slight, as the kids would say. Um, I don't mind taking on Mike Evans, um, but you know, I I don't want to overpay. I don't I don't mind taking on Mike Evans. He said, "Do you hear this? Do you hear this, man? That's wide receiver nine. That's why. That's what. That's we're we're going to talk about this game. You're you're, you're right. It goes back. Wide receiver nine. Okay. Oh, hold on. Let's talk about how his games have gone this year. So so hold on. What I be now? Touchdowns cost. Touchdowns are six points. Okay. Right? There's six points. Everybody loves when their player gets a touchdown. Sleeper sends you a notification. It's a beautiful thing. Game one, touchdown. Game two, touchdown. Game three, touchdown. No, no. Touchdown, touchdown, no. Touchdown, touchdown, two touchdowns. The man is consistently getting in the end zone. And Baker loves the man. And Jerry is just trying to be a helpful friend to Randall Young in Patreon 9, where I am just not ready to win in that situation, and I can be just a wonderful guy for what 112, 111, 110. Well, 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 hold on, what are we talking um, about? What are we talking about? What about this? What about this? This is something that could help you, and it could help me. I I could move you a tight end. You need a tight end. You've got Chig Aconquo, Robert Tunyon, and OJ Howard. You know, I've got Dallas Goddard, I've got Cole Komet using Cole Komet right now. Um, but this is tight end premium. Um, or maybe you want a, a running back. Maybe I could throw in a, a, a Tajay Spears. Um, you know, uh, if you want to talk tight end, we could probably talk tight end. Okay. So so we're not we're not far off. No. Well, well, listen, here's what we're gonna do. You know, like back in the day on television, they used to have these things called to be continued. So Jerry and I will work on this trade, closing this up, and we will report back next week how this trade shook out. Fair deal. All right, let's go to the game where Tampa Bay come to Indy, my hometown, and not really, but close enough. And and, and I, I did put on the show sheet. Maybe that's why you're trying to milk me like a cow. Stock up, Mike Williams? Question mark? Question mark? Let me just be real honest with the listener while like in, impacting my trade value. I mean, Mike Evans is thirty, pretty healthy guy throughout the course of his career, and. I don't know if it's the way the game is played or the coaching or the health and nutrition, the medical staff. I don't know. But wide receivers are able to play at a higher level longer. You know, you you were telling me how much I had to pay for Mike Evans. Should I have to pay the same thing for Adam Thielen? Except he was a late round pick who's 33. So I do see where there could be some value. Maybe my offer is a little bit short. But that was the question I asked was, Mike Evans? I mean, not not bad. Dude's been about it. 
Dude has been, and I was ready to say Jonathan Taylor stock stock backup to Jonathan Taylor. He's but now fine. He's going to miss two games. Settle down. I know, I know, but um, it's actually a good thing if you are a Jonathan Taylor and Zach Moss owner because now you're not worrying about the splitting. You're just getting all the Zach Moss, and he's still been good. I mean, he had ten touches for seventy yards this past week with Jonathan Taylor having a two touchdown game. So that's actually a good thing in that situation. Um, I mean, I'm we could have said, I, 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 go ahead. I was going to say most say people we, we, in this game. Well, we could have said Rashad White. I know people yeah. love, but but we've uh, we've been right on at least I I've, I've been right on Rashad White all year. You might have been a little bit pessimistic. Nah, I I like Rashad White, I, and we could talk about Michael Pittman too. Ten catches, Michael over he, the, over the century mark. Thirteen targets. What the hell you want out this man? How, how about this? You know, and, and we'll, we'll save this for a different show. But is there a more unsung hero for fantasy football this year than Shane Steichen? Yeah, I mean, you know, several games without Jonathan Taylor, lost your starting quarterback in what week four, five, yeah. whatever it was, and for this offense to have been very relevant for Zach Moss, JT, Michael Pittman, Gardner Minshew's been a usable QB two. Um, it just goes to show you. I actually said this on the first class fantasy show. It is malpractice malpractice for a GM and the owner of a team that's in contention like the Cincinnati Bengals, like the jets to go into the season without a capable backup. It is a shame when guys like Trevor Simeon, when guys like Zach Moss, no offense to Josh Dobbs, but he turned back into a bit of a pumpkin this week. It is malpractice. And whether you like him or whether you don't, the reason why he's unemployed is because he's unlikable in the locker room. But Carson Wentz has played QB at a high level. His last year in Indy, he was 27 touchdowns, nine INTs. Again, not saying, you know, the, the, the 49ers did this. They clearly didn't see anything in Trey Lance. Oh, wait a minute. We were right again. But, but they were like, hey, you know what? We're going to go get Sam Darnold. We're going to go get Sam Darnold. We've seen flashes. He's looked good in, in pockets in New York. He looked good in limited games in in Carolina. Hey, that's a serviceable backup at the NFL level. It is malpractice for these teams not to have good backups. Anyway, that was a little soapbox on Shane Steichen and having because the Colts are probably going to wind up in the playoffs with Gardner the Mustache Minshew. It's true. Speaking of a matchup with uh, absolutely putrid quarterbacks. Well, Patriots and and Tommy, you're talking bad about Tommy DeVito. The Gabagool. The I love the Tommy DeVito memes, like when they're tied back to the Sopranos. There was one from uh, season two. I'm a I'm a huge Sopranos nerd. You got Tony right here over my shoulder with Richie, and he goes, "Good kid, and capable." So that's what someone said when you hear two Italian guys talking about Tommy DeVito. Good kid, capable. Uh, my stock up was Jalen Hyatt. You know, I don't know if he just needed some time to develop. Five for 109. Yeah. S- sneaky stash if, you know, you are that contender or like in this trade with Jerry where I'm offer him, offering him Trey Palmer. You're looking, if you're rebuilding right now, you're looking for these young guys that have given you a cup, couple of flashes. And I, I think I mean, Jalen Hyatt fits that bill for me because there's no one else in this it, game that I want to talk about. Exactly. The only the only person I would say is Ramon J. Stevenson had 26 touches and 107 yards, which is the efficiency of a fucking pine cone. Um, I mean, he got you some points because he got so much and he got into the end zone. But 
but yeah, Jalen Hyatt's the only guy that showed any sort of sexiness at all. And it was good to see, finally, because I, I liked Jalen Hyatt coming in. I thought he was pretty undervalued. He was in a position where he could be a guy, um, and he finally was. We'll see if he can keep building on it, though. Ramondre Stevenson. Huh. There was a podcast that said 88 targets from last year wasn't feasible going forward. Anyhow. Well, well, he got, I mean, he got, he still got five targets. He just uh-huh. got nine yards with it. And he's the RB19 on the season. Yeah. Jack me off with a breast pump. Anyway, <laughs> Panthers at the Titans. I don't, where do you get these? Is there a book? Is there a book at a library that you get these from? I, 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 I am required reading. <laughs> Panthers at Titans. I was like, literally on the show sheet, I write hard to find anything of merit. I mean, yeah. Will, Will Levis has I, been struggling. T- Derrick Henry scored. I mean, he was poop last week. He finally did something. Yeah, but but, but this again but goes yeah. back to the patron chat when we were, you know, and on Sundays, you and I and some of the others were around to do start sit questions. And someone posed the question of Derrick Henry or someone else. I'm like, Derrick Henry. I was like, it may take 25 carries to get him 89 yards. I was like, but he's got that touchdown upside. Yep. I I, I don't see anything on either one of these teams that has re- – I'm hoping that the Panthers can figure out the whole head coach offense situation. Everything. Because, frankly, listen, I mean, Indy's off- – I'm an Indy fan. Indy's offensive line didn't change very much when Shane Steichen took over. And you go look at the Carolinas Panthers offensive line from last year. They weren't as bad as this year. Common denominator, Frank Reich and his offense. There is hope. If you have someone that, like, if you have a contender that would take Gardner Minshew for Bryce Young because they want the points, that's the kind of deal you can make. If if Josh Dobbs doesn't get benched and you can move Josh Dobbs for Bryce Young as a non-contender, it's a deal worth making. He was the 101 that they literally gave away the farm for. If you want to go after Bryce Young, you do have to do it right now, though. Because when you get into the offseason, his value will go up. Because there will be a hive that will say, bounce back, bounce back, bounce back. They'll give you a bunch of stats about comparable dynasty-relevant quarterbacks. And his his value will peak. So if he is somebody you want to do, you're going to have to do it pretty quick. I, I think here, so I'm just going by like their current ranking. Um, I think you could probably get Bryce Young plus for Russell Wilson, the current QB 14. Baker Mayfield straight up. Can you get that deal done? I don't think so. Matt, People Staff- do. People Matt, don't Stafford, like Matt Stafford coming off of four tutties. I mean, I'm, it would I'm, depend. I'm, 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 I'm just saying. How bad has Bryce Young been this year? It's a good question. I'm glad you asked. Less fantasy points than Mac Jones. Anyway, I'm not talking anymore about the Panthers or the Titans. I'm just sad now. Uh, Another game that was not great, Steelers at the Bengals. And my stock up is Najee with two question marks. Since their bye in week six, so week seven through now, he's been the RB13. Ironically, Jalen Warren in that same time frame, RB12. So we've got a new offensive coordinator. I'm not telling you Najee's got a new lease on life, but the offense and the offense around him could be going up. He's going to be the preferred touchdown guy. It's going to give you a nice opportunity as the stock goes up to sell. I tend to agree with you. I I have quite a few Najee shares, and it's been nice to actually get some production the last couple of weeks. 
You want to know who doesn't have production or touches? Joe Mixon. He got 10 touches and he got 50 yards. Eight carries for 16 yards. Ew. Like that, that's horrible. It should have been ba- he should be the backbone of the offense right now, quite frankly. It, exactly. I mean, with Jake Browning starting, you would think. I mean, honestly, Deontay Johnson's been pissing me off too the last couple of weeks. I, th- I think that's just a product of Kenny Pickett just not being him. Like he's fine. He's uh, he's he's I. I think, I think Deontay will be plying his trade somewhere else in the offseason. Yeah, I would agree with you. And I am well, excited. The, for that. Those Which of us, I'm going to hold on to him. Maybe he'll be catching short, intermediate passes from Bryce Young. Uh, one more one o'clock game. It is the Saints at the Falcons. And for me, it's stock up on Drake London. By the way, I have bad news for everybody. The Falcons, coached by Arthur Smith, are in first place in the NFC South. <laughs> you may not like the, around. The, the, this next bit of information is going to make you sad. Arthur Smith's the best head coach in the NFC South. He's better than Todd Bowles. He was better than Frank Reich. He's better than Dennis Allen. Whether you like it or not, Arthur Smith is the best head coach in that division, and he's not going anywhere. But I, I do like the, the the attempts at getting Drake London more involved. Uh, as the kids would say, maybe just Kyle Pitts it and him. Because yeah. Bijan was way more involved. I'm not going to say stock up on Bijan. Bijan, we already knew his stock up. But, yep. but I, I, I've got flashes of hope with Drake London. I think that's fine. I mean, it, there's going to be weeks where you're just pissed off for sure. Um, yeah. I mean, the Kyle Pitts where, thing where are you sucks. At with the Lave? Let me ask you about a Chris Alave question. Well, he had do, a great do we, game. Do we, do we know how long he is out for? Is is he going to miss any time? I you don't know if that I, I don't head. know. My, my thing with, with Chris Alave, this is what I said coming into the season. I love the talent. I hate the situation. Yeah, hundred percent. I, I said he was going to be an upper tier wide receiver too. He's a little bit below that right now. He is currently the wide receiver nineteen, and he's coming off of one of his best games. He's been on a bit of a heater, but that just goes to show you how locked, you know, how dialed in and how you know well wide receivers are producing right now. I mean, you got Michael Pittman. You talked about him averaging sixteen points a game. That's the wide receiver thirteen on yeah. the season. I, the wide receiver position is giving more than ever. 100%. And you're going to see, the thing about it is, at the end of the season, Chris Olave is probably going to have 1,100, 1,200 yards, and those numbers in the offseason are going to make him seem better than he actually was week to week. So I think his value is going to go up, even if he just continues to do what he has done, which is not anything super sexy. Um, Yeah, he seems like a more of a sizzle than a steak kind of guy, but also, you know, fine. He's fine if you have him in a good role. If you're trying to rely on him to take that next step to be, you know, a Stefan Diggs or something on your team, if you have an old Stefan Diggs or you have an old Mike Williams or Mike Evans and you want to get that sort of production, I don't think you're ever going to get it. So if he's your, if he's your wide receiver three, if he's your wide receiver two, I think you're fine. All right. Well, I'll, I'll go for it if you will, pal. Let's uh, let's take a quick break now. Normally, this is where we would have Dallas stop by and talk to us about a rookie, but because we're recording early this week, uh, no rookie. 
prospect premonition corner, but follow Dallas on Twitter at salad galore. And he'll be tweeting out all the good stuff. Let's run one more commercial break and we'll be right back. Hey, so many ask me what's wrong with sports books. Why so many of them fail? The answer is simple. They don't innovate. They're just casino sports books on a phone. That's all they've been. There are a few that are doing a good job. We partner with them. Most of them, not so much until bet openly came along bet openly said hey we're going to innovate we're going to do something groundbreaking we're going to have peer-to-peer betting in all states and you pay one percent when you win you pay just one percent on your winnings you heard that right it's one percent with code underworld you qualify for just that one percent transaction fee on bet openly it gives you ultimate flexibility to set your own lines and browse lines that others have set think about it that's what betting should be, and now that is the reality. BetOpenly.com. The code is Underworld. Check it out. Bet Openly, amazing friend of the Underworld. Jerry, six more games. We'll uh, we'll see if we can find the accelerator. Rams at Cardin- Rams at Cardinals. For me, it's stock down on Puka Nakua. Yeah. Puka Nakua to me is a, a tale that I had to learn the hard way with James Robinson. Uh, when, okay. when, even when a lower drafted guy comes out of nowhere, James Robinson was a was a free agent signing in Jacksonville. When these guys come out, Kenny Galladay was like this too. By the way, he had the huge preseason that year. I remember he had two touchdowns against the Colts. When these guys that come out of nowhere, and you paid seconds, thirds. Force in the case of James Robinson's fifth, or you got them on waivers after your rookie draft. When you get the opportunity to get that big cash out, do it. How high is high? You know, it's like, wait a minute. It's like, I bought this property for 50 grand. You're offering me 500,000, and I don't know. And it's right next to a nuclear reactor. I don't know. I'm just a bad analogy, but like when something like this, when it, when a commodity hits a high and you don't think it's sustainable, I think you have to cash out. And I'm not dogging Puka, but you're not getting two first anymore. You're not even probably going to get a first right now. And what's the long term? Again, is it sustainable? Is it repeatable? And so far, it's not even been sustainable for a season. So I'm not throwing him away and taking the same third that I drafted him with. But I'm not anywhere near where I was in September. No. No, sir. In October, I had a deal where I got A.J. Brown for him. Now, granted, it wasn't straight up. There was other pieces, but they weren't. They didn't differentiate much of that trade. Mostly the heavy lifting of that trade was Puka Nakua and A.J. Brown. Thank you. I will take that. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. Stock up Kyron Williams. Not I, I was not the biggest fan. You were. Bro had 200 yards. Highly effective, tons of pass catching. Looks great. Shit, we could talk about Trey McBride too. Another one of Randall's guys. That dude's been an absolute animal when it comes to tight end premium leagues. Just uh, catch, 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 catch. Well, oh my I, God, I, there's I, nothing that makes my body tingle than Trey McBride getting five, six catches. I don't care if it's for 44 yards. Don't care. That's like an extra nine seven points. Seven for sir. 60. Seven yeah. for 60. Bingo. And, and and again, 
this is what happens. This is kind of like half of the equation that Chris Olave's in right now. Chris Olave has the talent, the skills. He doesn't have the situation. Yeah. Trey McBride has the skills. He has the talent. And he has the situation. He has Kyler Murray, who hyper-targets the tight end position. I'm not Nostradamus. I'm just going to say, oh, I got a really talented athlete in a really good situation. When you put those two things together, you usually get premium results. Game's not that hard, guys. Just just, just go with it. Uh, next game, Browns at the Broncos. Final score was a bit of a shocker. Yeah. Um, by the way, I know people, including like my friends, like the Podfather and Anand Nanduri, talking about you can't give up a first for a head coach. I got news for you. Matt Eberflus is why you give up a first for Sean Payton. Frank Reich is why you give up a first for Sean Payton. Dennis Allen is why you give up a first for Sean Payton. Todd Bowles, Robert Sala, I could go on and on. This is a Brandon Staley. These are the reasons why first you get one every year, along with six other picks. There's a reason why that was negotiable. If Andy Reid was on the market, which is odd to say a coach would be on the market, he's going to get a first too, probably <laughs> multiple good. firsts. Correct. Okay. That's how it works. You can go try and grab the new hotness. This is the same thing we do with Dynasty. You could you could draft Keenan Allen or you could draft Jahan Dotson and hope to get the next Keenan Allen or you just could have had Keenan Allen. I digress. Uh, Broncos on an absolute heater right now. Won five games in a row. Russell Wilson quietly the QB 14 on the season. Cortland Sutton having on pace for, I think he's got nine touchdowns on pace for 13. Love to see it. And then my man, Javante Williams, as he's gotten healthier, his last five games, here's his touch count in the last five games. 18, 30, 25, 13, 21. You average that out, it's about 23 touches a game. If you tell me in the year of our Lord, 2023, that you've got a running back for me getting 23 touches a game, even on a bad offense. This is a mid offense, but even on a bad offense, sign me up. Sign me up for a running back getting that kind of work, Jerry. And as he gets healthier, I, I think I think things are on the on the look up because this is a guy I was super high on coming out. I would agree with you with Javante Williams. I think Jerome Ford is worth mentioning too. He's young, went to Alabama. Then he transfers to Cincinnati, takes Cincinnati to the college football playoff. Just let that sentence resonate in your headphones when you hear it and how good a player has to be in that instance because we've seen Desmond Ritter, so we know it wasn't because of him. I mean, Nick Chubb is getting up there. Nick Chubb recovering from a big injury. He should still be there. He's been highly effective. He's found the end zone. I mean, he's on. he's got almost 800 yards in 11 games. So he's on pace for probably 12, 1300 yards. I mean, in his first year starting. And he's cheap because Nick Chubb is going to be there and Nick Chubb is going to keep his value down. Absolutely a guy you can plug in. And if he does end up being the guy, boop, easy profit. And Nick Chubb uh, was a multiple, you know, it, it's, it's a bad, it's a bad knee injury. Yep. You know, I, I don't, I, I think him avoiding the pup next year would be a miracle. And Jerome Ford, very serviceable. I, I, I like that call. 
Uh, speaking of first-year starters, rookie tight end Dalton Kincaid is my stock up from the Bills-Eagles game. Uh, the, Bill, the, the Bills' defense makes any of these you know games against good quarterbacks a lot of fun. Um, but dude, Dalton, Dalton Kincaid over the last six, he missed a game against, uh, I think it was the giants, but over his last six, he's averaging over eight targets a game right now. Yes, please. In a position so devoid of talent, it, it's coming back. You know, we talked about Trey McBride, Sam Laporta. I think Luke Musgrave is a year away from, you know, potentially being something of, of interest, but man, Dalton Kincaid has been fantastic. Um, you're not getting him cheap. Uh, I'll ask you, you're a Lions fan. Kincaid or Laporta? Long term, not just the rest of the season, but like for Dynasty. I don't know, because you, you're going to have Josh Allen there for a long time, and that's always going to make it better. And if Stefan Diggs leaves, that's even more opportunity for Dalton Kincaid. I don't know exactly what's going to happen with Jared Goff. Amon Ra is going to be there for a while. I think it's probably Dalton Kincaid. I don't know if that's what the trade value would suggest currently, but I think if I were to swing it back around to dynasty rankings, if I was going to rank them, I would probably have Kincaid one spot above him. All right. I, I can dig it. Uh, a guy that's been on the rise, and I, and I think that he's coming off of a career high in fantasy points at 24.7. But uh, I think he's a name to start trying to acquire before it develops into a pattern, and that's Rishi Rice. In the Raiders-Chiefs game, they need someone not named Travis Kelsey to step up. And in this game and on the season, he's their wide receiver one. Um, he's going to start – you're going to start hearing a drumbeat. And if he puts another – back to back to back like two or three games in a row of like 15 to 20 points he's going to be hotter than than you could ever imagine and you're not going to get him any cheaper i i think he's the guy and i think based on the amount of money that they're paying uh their star chris jones their star defensive tackle the amount of money they're paying kelsey the amount of money they're paying mahomes they need cheap producers somewhere that's why i was on sky Moore. i was wrong i was wrong on sky Moore, but reishi rice could be that guy and that stock's only going to go up, Jerry. So what are your thoughts on Rishi Rice? Who was your stock up, stock down? Uh, it, I think it has to be Rishi Rice. A, not only because he had 100 yards and a tutty, but he's been pretty consistent. I mean, he's had at least 50 yards or a touchdown in four of the last five games for them. And you look at the Sky Moors and the MVSs and the Mikkel Hardman who's out, but that is irrelevant. You don't see anything nothing the only person with a pulse who's showing you anything as a pass catcher outside of travis kelsey is Rishi rice and he's a rookie he had good draft capital and I, I mean there was a lot of people that drafted him pretty early just because he got drafted by kansas city and a lot of people that were skeptical of it i think both are happy because he's gotten pretty good production i, I think he's going to grow i think he's going to be an absolute banger of an asset next season i'll tell you who's probably not going to be a banger of an asset next season is quentin johnston actually yeah. in this game the ravens went to la to play the chargers uh i think the stock's got to be up on zay flowers nice nice little game uh, you know he had the rushing touchdown had the receiving touchdown had the horrible touchdown celebration that lamar mocked and said it was trash he wasn't wrong and then it's stocked down on Quentin Johnston. 
Quentin Johnston, Jerry, on the season, out of all rookie wide receivers, where does he rank? He's out of just a rookie class. He's wide receiver what? I don't. I don't know how many. I, I don't know how many rookies there are to begin with. So I'll say forty-one. There are fifteen rookie wide receivers that have scored more points this year than Quentin Johnston, including Jake Bobo, Dontavian Wicks, Trey Palmer. You didn't draft all them. Demario Douglas. Just to name a few. That's how bad it's been. But 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 wait. Dontavian Wicks is the wide receiver four on the on the Packers. Scored more points. Yeah, that's gross. Demario Douglas has Mac Jones in a horrible offense. That's Jake Bo- Jake Bobo is the wide receiver four in it's- Seattle. It's bad. Beating a dead horse, though. You know who it's my second is? is? Is a good. It is. I hear you. It's Austin Eckler. Bro, Austin Eckler has just not been the same. It, he's fumbled back to back games, not getting tons of work, not getting into the end zone. He's old. They're sucking. I don't know what the future looks like with him. He has had a rough couple of weeks. He's had a seven-point and a nine-point game back-to-back. He's still averaging 15.5 PPR points a game. Yeah, because well, he, he missed like four games. He's only played like five, and he had, right, he had right, like right. two or three good ones. Yep, he's had three good ones and three bad ones and one. Yeah, he's not getting in the end zone right now, and he's not been overly involved in the passing game, but – over the last handful of weeks, he's played the third against the the running back position, Lions, ninth in the Ravens. Um, coming down the stretch, he has the 16th Patriots, 32nd Broncos, 28th Raiders, 20th Bills, 32nd Broncos. So there is better days ahead for Austin Eckler. Yeah. At least should be on paper. Hopefully. All right, final final game of the week, the Bears at the Vikings, an absolute barn burner. I'm not going to kick this dead horse and say Justin Fields. And I, I understand, I forget who posted it. I can repost it. I have the, the thing. He literally threw two passes beyond the 10-yard line from the line of scrimmage. Yeah. Two. He threw like double digits behind the line of scrimmage. He was dinking and dunking at a level that would make Chad Pennington proud. But that's that's not my my stock down. For me, it's Alexander Madison. He fumbles. He looks like he's running in molasses. He just looked bad. And I know that the Bears defense over the last since week six has been one of the best EPA expected points. Um it's a it's a high-end efficiency metric. They've been one of the better defenses in the NFL. And their offense has not been great, but the defense has been good. But I just think Alexander Madison looks like complete trash. And I'm going to get him off any fantasy team that I have between now and the fantasy playoffs. I am fairly certain I don't have any Alexander Madison. And that was a nice little win from Jerry's offseason. I'm going to go stock up on Roshan, though. Finally got a little bit of opportunity. Granted, absolutely putrid offenses. It was a horrible game to watch. It was like watching Iowa and Nebraska just fart directly into each other's mouths. Just a horrible game. 
to watch. I was glad the Bears won, all but locking the North up for the Lions. But Roshan, 15 touches, 75 yards. He had more rushes than Khalil Herbert. He had more receptions than Khalil Herbert. He's the younger guy. He's a cheap guy. It looks like he may be the guy going forward. You're going to have to sweat it a little bit because you're going to get a whole new everything in that offense. So he'll probably have some competition, but I think he is probably in a good position to be the guy going into next season. On top of the fact that he has not been extremely productive this year is a nice little combination of value and upside going into next year. He's had three games with four or more receptions. What's that mean? And, 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 and again, I don't want to whoop up on Justin Fields. I don't just like the young man. I just don't think this is the right situation for him. But if, if he, if, if, if the bears, you know, because people are like, well, will the, will the bears bring back Justin Fields? How can you? You're going to have the first overall pick. You can't trade it away because if you for the second year in a row, correct. And and, and I, I like to jokingly say the Bears also passed on C.J. Stroud. I know we want to pile on Carolina. The Bears had that pick too. They could have put. They could have pushed that button. Yeah, they chose. They they chose not to. They chose the other Buckeye. Can can you can you do it again? Because if you keep Justin Fields, don't you have to pick up his fifth year option? And then because you picked up his fifth year option, aren't you committing to him for two years? So I, that not being said, but your point on Roshan Johnson is, is is very well taken, and a lot to like with Roshan Johnson. If he can stay healthy, and if he were to get a quarterback upgrade, because again, Justin Fields does not check down a ton to the running back position. Some, definitely right. more than other running quarterbacks. But if he were to get like more of a true pocket passer, and to get an offensive coordinator that involved the running backs a little bit more in the passing game. Roshan Johnson's going to be a hot name this offseason in Dynasty. I I tend to agree with you. I'm not saying I mean not going to set the world on fire. Never going to be that guy. But if he can be Javante Williams, he can be Rashad White. I think he can give you one week. He can give you he could give you one year. Goes bananas. Yeah. He's a guy that I'm not going to be looking to openly move this offseason. My Roshan shares, I'm I'm gonna hang on. I'm I'm gonna hang on because I, I want to see, and if I move any Roshan between now and week one of 2024, it's going to be in the offseason as the redraft community creates that drumbeat that, hey, this is Roshan. Hey, they've got Caleb Which Williams. Is coming. And, and they've got an improved head coach, you know, because Jim Harbaugh is the odds on favorite to replace Matt Eberflus. Please. please. And, and, uh, I, I, I like the Roshan call, Jerry. That's a strong. That's a strong way to end a strong show. We try. It's great I, get, to have getting you rid back. of Jim Harbaugh was uh, was better by you, but I, I'm. I, it's going to happen. I mean, if if he wins a Natty this year, Ugh, don't even he, don't even put that into the universe. He, Sorry, gonna, Diddy. He's going to Pete Carroll the shit out of this thing. He's going to go the as he should. He's a good. He's going to go to the NFL. He's going to get ran out of the NFL. He's going to go to college. He's going to win a natty under some nefarious uh, circumstances, then return to the pro game. Write that down. That 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 is my bold. That is my bold prediction. Is that next year it'll be Jim Harbaugh, a brand new QB one, and a lot of optimism and upside in Chicago with Cole Komet coming off of a career year. DJ Moore's in the middle of a pretty good year. Roshan Johnson, the Chicago Bears are going to have a lot of buzz.
in the offseason. By the way, a little side note. Um, I just, so you love him, hate him, whatever. I like Dave Portnoy from Barstool. He's a big Michigan, big Michigan guy. Um, he's doing something now where like he's doing a huge bonus. But they did this shirt. Like he was like, hey, you create a shirt and we'll sell it on Barstool and blah, blah, blah. They took, um, you know, the hangover, right? With Carlos the baby. Mm-hmm. It's a picture of Jim Jim Harbaugh wearing the Carlos baby carrier with Ryan Day in it as the baby. And it says, born on third base. Gold. <laughs> Pure gold, Jerry. I, I don't have a dog in the fight, but I just think that's funny. No, it, with all of our Justin Fields bashing and, I mean, we just... Who did we say? We said stock down on, well, we got Fields. We got JSN. Now we're talking about Ryan Day. We're not going to have any Buckeyes at all. Listening I'm, to I'm show big, big, big Marvin Harrison guy. Yeah, well, okay. And, 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 Maybe I, that'll I, salvage him. Yeah, and and, and I don't I, – and I'm big Terry McLaren like, guy. I, big, big, on Henderson, too, the running back. I like I'm a him big, a lot. I'm a big Chris Olave guy. Not Ryan Day, though. Not Ryan that, Day. That boy poops his pants. He, he – uh Soft as Charmin. Yeah. He's soft. It was a good game. It was a good game. I I don't want to surprise anybody that I root for the Buckeyes in that game. Uh, But that was a good game. I I, I don't have a rooting interest because I just like, I just want to watch good football. I went to Ball State for the love of God, Ball State University. So I don't have, I don't have a dog in this fight, but on the travel baseball team that I coach, I have one young man that's a passionate Ohio State Buckeyes fan, and another player who is only dream is to play baseball at the University of Michigan. And those two going at it in our group chat, <laughs> that was worth the price of admission. I I mean, I used to have to deliver food. The U of M baseball team would always order food when I worked at Moe's in Ann Arbor. Awesome facility. So I'm rooting for that kid to get there because it's a killer facility. Yep, and this has been a killer show, and this is why you stick around the very end. You never know what Jerry and I will will talk about. Born on third base t-shirts, youth baseball rivalries around football. That's what we do. It's what we do here. We help you build winners. Uh, Please check out the patron. Again, I'm going to be – I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I'm going to write the book on how to play Dynasty in 2023 and 2024 going forward, but I think it's something that you're really going to want to hear – from a as we go into like startup season in the upcoming the season. Randall Manifesto. No, because because th- that's one of the things another about the patron again, and we'll make this a sales pitch at the end. Is that like there's 200 podcasts on there? You know, for, for various things. There's a uh, a one off interview with Rich Dodson from the. There's there's so much on there. And it's like a master class. If you Google master class, like Daniel Negrano does a poker one and, you know, um, Wolfgang Puck or whoever does a cooking one. It's like a master class of dynasty fantasy football. Even if you sign up for one month, it's five bucks, helps the show, and you could go through and blast through the archives and then you could quit the following month. Lots of things you could do, or you could just do it because you want to hang out more with me and Jerry. But Jerry, you want to hang out again next week? Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it again next week. So on behalf of that man, his name is Jerry Sinclair. We call him the man of the hour and the man with the power. Follow him at Jerry Sin DWZ. You can follow me at DWZ Memphis. And remember, here at the Dynasty War Zone, we're just trying to make the world a better place for fantasy football. Thanks for tuning in, guys. See you next week. Yeah.
Tomorrow, that's called a winning streak. 